Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Well, good morning, everybody. It's a great morning. Hope you have your cup of joe to share with us during the call today. And uh, we've got a great topic, growing your business by bringing bringing in new advisors and employees. Uh, And uh, we've got some great information to share with you today. We're so grateful you joined us and appreciate your partnership with C2P so much. What we'd like to do is start with a quick question, if you could share it with us in the chat. Just who is your next hire? What what position are you going to be hiring for? Will it be an advisor? And if it's an advisor, is it going to be a hunter, someone that's going out and getting new business? Or or will it be a farmer, someone who's going to help you manage your book? Or will it be someone in ops or someone in admin or someone to help you with marketing or finance? Paul's looking for marketing and admin. Peter is looking for a client service advisor. This just gives us a really good feel for what to talk about around here, around this topic. Ben's looking for admin and tax processing. Jay's admin and advisor as well. Okay, great. Great, great, great insights with everything that we're doing here. So about four and a half years ago, I decided that I wanted to start hiring advisors. And that was really the main way I decided I wanted to grow my business. And uh, in actuality, the way that I decided to do it was to hire people that were going to be hunters and provide them with marketing to teach them exactly what I was doing, mainly through teaching classes. And that's what we've been able to do. So it's it's something that I had to commit myself to taking time to training them and bring them up to, to speed. But now we have, back then we had three advisors. Now we have a total of eight and we're probably going to be hiring another three to four this year. So we can talk about how that how that's worked out for us. But I, I guess I'd like to know from you guys, what are your burning questions? What are the things that you want to know about, about hiring? And then we'll get to some of our baristas to answer some of those questions. So if you just put that in the chat real quick, what questions do you guys have? Peter on training. Okay. That's, that's a pretty good one. I, I, I basically had to set up a a training process where uh, I would first do all of this, the, the meetings with someone. So I would, I never do a meeting anymore when I'm not another advisor and helping them to train and learn the business. And then eventually I start the meeting and I do the first meeting with them and hand it off from them to finish that client up and close the client. So I'll be in the first meeting and there might be two or three or four other meetings. And then they'll be able to do that. This is the way I taught, I trained Jeremy Ryland, the way I tra- trained DC and all the others. Then eventually they can do it all on their own, but they have to be with you every every time you're meeting with a client, anytime you're doing anything, that's the best way to really do the training for them. How do you handle new advisor? It's different. I, I would look into the Right Fit Advisor program that we actually have on our e-learning modules. And that talks a lot about how to structure the compensation, Ben. So I, I would go into that and, and, and discuss that because there's different stair steps for the career path that people are for the, for the farmer 
that's primarily what, what you're going to talk about. And for the hunter, it's usually going to be either a small base commission and a larger compensation is a base, base salary. And then you're going to have a commission that would be in addition to that, that would be larger, that would give them a chance to make more and more. Criteria for just, hiring assistant. Can I just chime in going yeah. back to Peter's question? I think one part is if somebody, especially if they're going to be an advisor, if they're going to be sitting in meetings and learning. But I also think that people need time slots to let that, you know, like sift into their mind and get it into action and then learn other things on their own. It could be audios. It could be videos. It could be things that they're working with on other people on the team. And what I mean by that is like, I like having, I don't care what the position is, almost like a training spreadsheet, like what they're learning, who they're going to be with, when it's going to be. And again, there's things that they're doing independently and, or with someone else on the team. We want anyone in a position to learn to be resourceful not right. be dependent on or think you're their resource. There's a big difference there. Yeah, yeah. They have to they have to know that they are there to do it on their own. They're not they're not there for me to do it for them or anyone else on the team to do it for them. They have to do that as well. So maybe you could talk a little bit about Carol's question, Gina, too, the criteria for hiring assistants and advisors. And also, Ron's asking a great question about doing personality profiles. Why don't you take a shot at those two, and then I'll, I'll add my two cents on them. Okay, so hiring assistants and or advisors, I think today, as much as we feel that the job market is opened, there's a lot of people that are going back to work in different ways. It could be they want to work less hours and or they need benefits. Everybody's a little bit different. But I think the first criteria is being crystal clear what you want somebody to do. A lot of times we think we want them to do all these different things, and then we don't really know what we're looking for when we're looking. So if there's three or four core things that that person's going to do, that's what you're talking about, even though there might be secondary things. And then I think when you're putting the word out there, it's it's talking about what those responsibilities mean. Because a lot of times people will talk highly of their company. And then more importantly, they don't get to, like if they're scheduling appointments, calling existing clients, cold calls, referrals, whatever it might be, you've got to really be clear about that. And then once you put that ad out there, the Hiring Advantage book is going to give you that guidance, that step-by-step -step process, if you will. But once you get an ad out there, be it on any one of the monsters or those types of things, or if you send it out to your clients, you have to really do more due diligence when you get the resumes. Like go through them, weed them out. Don't just call one person and ignore the rest. So the more that you are really going through the resumes, identifying your five to 10 that you're going to call, and then do a pre-screening interview. Find out who they are on the phone before you waste your time having them come into the office. And then once you interview them on the phone is where you can do the Colby. Don brought up the assessments. I'm really good with Colby. I don't know enough about DISC. A lot of people do both, but I can help you learn and talk about what Colby is going to be the right fit for the position and especially if they're working with you. So once you do the pre-screening, the Colby, you have them come in, 
then it's like a lot of times the gut, do they have heart? Do they want the job? Do they really want the job? And then most importantly, can they learn to be resourceful versus wanting to depend on you? Right. And then afterwards, going back to Peter's question, that's where laying out a training outline and having them follow it and almost own it. So in three weeks, that person is more up and running than a lot of offices that I've worked with four or six months later. It's just not working. And that just becomes a waste of time. So yeah, for the training, I have something that I call my training checklist. It's everything basically that they have to do in the first three to four months to be able to get ready for the position. Yeah. And basically, yeah, basically the first month is going to be making sure they get all their appointments done, get their feet under them. You're having them watching e-learning modules about the bucket plan and bucket planning and things of that nature. But even some of the people I've hired, the first day they show up for work, I've got an appointment and they're sitting in with me. I want them to, to see real live client appointments and start filling out the fact finder while I'm asking the questions. Also, they're going to be doing a lot of the legwork. I don't do any of the plans in our firm, so they're actually, I, I'll help them, but they'll be building out the bucket plan. They'll be doing the Social Security uh, reports. They'll be doing the investment audits. So they're very quickly up and ready to do that on their own. I don't want to wait three or four years. I want a full-blown advisor ready to go within you know, 12 to 16 months in my office where I don't have to be in a meeting with them or, or help them to hold their hand or anything. That's really the direction that we're going with training. I did, I did like, did you have another comment, Gina? I was just going to say, I know that Ronnie has to use personality profiles and um, DISC is more a personality where Colby is more innately how you work. And it really comes into play. I know some of you I've worked with on the phone and you might be, I'm going to use the terminology, you might be a quick start and they're a high fact finder. And I'll tell you exactly how someone's going to operate. And you're like, okay, and kind of overthink that. And then three months later, that person didn't work out. So there's really reasons why we do these and we do them so we understand how that person thinks or operates and therefore how do we work more effectively with that person? Because if you're going against the grain, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think this is the, this is kind of the secret sauce because one of the things you want to do, whether it's an advisor or an admin person or any other person you're going to add to your team, you have a culture in your office that you want to uphold. You don't want to hire someone that doesn't believe the same things that, that you believe or have the same values. An example would be someone that gets there right at nine o'clock and wants to run off right at five o'clock. They're just there for the job. You want someone that's going to love to be around you and your company. And so doing these assessments is the key. So we have, as part of the Mentor Connect, we have Art Schnarzik. And Art Schnarzik is a consultant that's worked for me and many others in C2P to help us do these assessments. You can go and do, you can do and go, go and do Colby. If you're going to do Colby, if you're going to do any of these, you need to have someone 
an advisor, someone like Gina, that can decode the Colby for you. What we did when- I like that word, decode the Colby. (laughs) Yeah, because what we did when we started C2P is we said, we'll just teach advisors how to read a Colby. Here's an E, or or not Colby, here's an e-learning module on how to read a disc. And we don't know how it all works. It's, it's, so you need someone, a consultant once told me that it wasn't art, it was somebody else. If you're going to use these, you need to have someone that's professional because what we actually did is we said, oh, we can find a place where we can get free disc profiles. Tony Robbins on his website does it for free. Our advisors are going to love that. You know what that assessment is? It's, it's basically nothing. It's going to give you, it's going to give you the disc part of it but it gives you no detail that where you can even fit, figure out person's personality or ability to fit into your business. You have to get something that's much more detailed. And I would say a conversation with Arch Schnarzik would be the best thing because we can't afford to make a wrong hire. And that was the first part I started before I started hiring is to make sure that we could do that. And then what we, we did secondly is we said, how are we gonna do the interviews? Like you just do one interview, do you do you hire the first person that comes in the door? Absolutely not. You want to make sure that they fit for what you're looking for. And reading that hiring advantage book that, that Gina wrote along with Jason is a key to that. Setting up those responsibility agreements. What are they actually going to be doing for you? Are, if it's an advisor, is it a hunter? Is, is, it, is it a farmer? Is it someone that's just going to start out as a assistant advisor and do service work it just you have to have that really figured out first so i I encourage you to you know if you're going to hire put down a plan meet with your team and figure out how you're going to do this what you want and then kind of go from there and i know that diane asked about the training checklist i don't don you were talking about one on page 16 in the hiring advantage there is a hiring checklist and if you don't have the hiring advantage you can just go to the web to my website melanie can put it in there and you can hire or you can hire it you can order it and it does come with the responsibility agreements but the right fit advisor for those of you that are really bringing on an advisor i know you might go in there and think oh my gosh this is too much going back to the colby you might say this is way too much information but really dig in there with where you are or what you need and find the greatest thing some of you are bringing up compensation and i think that it addresses that nicely in there Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Joe asked a question. He actually said he's kind of struggling with hiring advisor when he's the loan advisor and paying for marketing for that advisor. While you know he's still trying to sell and keep revenue coming in, I've hired many advisors on straight commission. It's harder to do, 
But then what we also started doing recently with the hires that we made last year is we pay them a $5,000 monthly for the first 12 months. And then after 12 months, they go on commission. So you may consider doing something like that, paying them something to start up to get them on board and get going and prove themselves and you and you prove to them that you can get them in front of people. But, it, but it, it, it gets to be really good, Joe, when you can start working on the higher net worth clients. And if you have somebody that just has a couple hundred thousand, you can hand them off to this, this associate advisor once you've trained them. It, it works really, really well because then you can focus on building and growing your business and working on higher net worth individuals as you bring them in and you're doing your marketing. So... I think that's a great way to do it. What other burning questions do you have? Anybody want oh, to put anything for you. in? I know, Greg, you've hired some people. Maybe you could share with us a little bit what your experience has been hiring. Yeah, I, I've been, I think to me, the, the overall thing that we've gathered, and a lot of it has been directionally from EOS, to me is understanding kind of what your core values are as an organization is kind of critical going into the process because that whole logic and teaching in around EOS is higher and fire by the core values of the company and make sure right. you have the right type of people to come in. And making sure that that's first and foremost, uh, first and foremost, the, the front end of any of your interview process. And then in some way, shape, or form, as you're identifying, and as you know, it's called an accountability chart with EOS, is to make sure you're, you're, you're hiring to the seat. You know, yeah. a lot of times in the interview process. It's basically an org chart, everybody. That accountability chart is the org chart for the organization. Right. Org yeah. chart, responsibility, whatever it might be. I think the, the, the risk I always, or the problems I always had, and they removed me from the interview process, at least the beginning stages, is, you know, I'd always try to like the person, you know, if you like the person, then you try to say, well, what can, what role can they fill in the company? And that's not the way you want to go about hiring. To me, it's about, here's what we need. Let them get to the person, get to where it is. And then before I get involved, because I would just, that's the way I was. I'd look at people interviewed and if I liked them, I was like, okay, what, what role can they play? And that's not being the most effective way in hiring. So those were the two resounding things that we changed a lot in our practice that has helped tremendously. Yeah. So if, if you're looking to hire right now, what I would do is I would start by going to the hiring advantage book, going through those responsibility agreements and figuring out what you want the new hire to do for you. If you need help with that, I would do a mentor connect call with Gina Pellegrini. She's put, she wrote the book, right? Okay. So then the next step would be once you get that, all the responsibility agreements, I would then talk to Art Schnarzik and Art will take those responsibility agreements and, and put them into a job ad that will say exactly what you want to do. He'll have you break down the percentage of time that your new teammate will be spending in each area of activity and what tasks they will doing, be doing. And that's the first thing that he does. And then he will create a job ad based on that. So then you have, the, you have the whole front end done. The next thing you have to do is do, get, the, get the, the resumes in. The best way to do that is there's a, there's a website, it's actually a company called Job Target. 
And what job target does is because I think indeed is the best source for us, but job target has indeed monster zip recruiter and probably 30 others. And it puts it out there for a smaller fee than just buying all of them all at once. Okay. So that that's a good place to get your resumes out there. And it depends on which position you're hiring for the, the best way is word of mouth. Anybody that's currently on your team, give them a look, give them a bonus, give them 2,500 bucks. If they refer somebody in and you hire them, that's, that's one of the best ways we found great team members by getting a referral that way. There's, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of things to try, but I would send things out on social media as well. If you're LinkedIn on, you're on LinkedIn, do that. Facebook as well. Let friends and family members know that you're looking for somebody good for your team and they'll, they'll recommend somebody to you too. And just, just ask around, you know, in your social groups, at church, whatever, whatever, wherever you go, where you have friends of people, you know, that's a, that's a great resource because then you kind of know some background on the people instead of trying to figure that out in the interviews. However, if you go back to the pre-screening questions and you're really getting to know that person before you schedule an interview, you just be, need to be very clear as to what questions you want to ask and ask everyone the same questions. That's right. Learn as much as you can about them. And one of my favorite questions is what's most important to you in your next position? Because knowing what they want versus what we think they want because they responded to the ad, they don't really know what that position means. They're not gonna know it until they've been there probably a month to really get to know you, your company, the other people, and then their role. So I think when you're really thinking about what they're looking for, does it work well with what you're looking for? Because if they're not a right fit and you keep going down that path and you bring them on, it's just not going to work. That's where time, energy, and money is wasted. Now, when you say what's most important to you, people might say, I'm always looking for a change. That's also not a good answer. Like when someone says, I'm always looking for a change, I'm looking for longevity, stability. I don't want somebody that wants to constantly change. But the other thing, kind of going back to money, depending on what position you're hiring for, I will ask. What income range are you looking for? And what are you making now? And the reason I'm asking those questions is because I want to know what they want and what's most important to them. Like some people, it's really benefits more than it is about money. But again, what do they really want? What do they need? And what are they making now? Like somebody might say one number and they're making 10, 15, $20,000 less than that right now because of the market. But at the same time, you need to know a range. And knowing a range helps you decide if it's somebody that has the right capabilities, attitude, and if that income range is five or $10,000 higher than where you thought you were going to be in hiring, it could be the right fit for you. Because the time, effort, and money you're going to put in the front end is going to pay off in the long run if it's the right fit. Right. Yep. I, I totally agree, Gina. So once you get the candidate in, you'll have, once you, once you say, you're going to do that pre-screening call, with, which Gina said, right? And that's going to give you an idea if you want to set up an interview. So you do phone call, you'll do maybe a 15, 20 minute 
pre-screen, just like we do a fit call in our business to qualify uh, a client, you'll do that. And then if they qualify and you want to have an interview with them, that's when you run the, the assessment. That's when we have art. We say that, okay, great. You sound like a great candidate for this position. What we're going to do is I've got your email address here on your resume. We're going to email you an assessment. This tells us if you're going to be a right fit for the position. And you can say, we'll call you back to schedule an interview. You could schedule the interview right at that time. I usually like to schedule the interview right at that time because my schedule is busy, but I don't, I'm not in the first interview. I'm not, we do, if it's a leadership position or if it's an advisor, we do three interviews. Okay. If it's an ops or admin, it's usually two interviews. So once we get them into that process, I'm not, I'm not interviewing them until the third interview. Other team members are involved in interviewing them and qualifying them. I might not even meet the person. They may be, they may be rejected without me even meeting them. I mean, that's, I think to some of you guys who have your own shop, that might be too much loss of control, but I really enjoy it. <laughs> well, I and really I think enjoy- another part that you're saying, Don, is you're nurturing that relationship through the hiring process, just like we nurture a new referral or a seminar That's or a a lead, right? We'll take the time to turn them into a client. You need to do the same thing or someone on your team needs to do the same thing. And then as Melanie posted, again, what's most important to them from a compensation or benefit standpoint, because some people, instead of working full time, they might wanna work six hours a day. And if they're crystal clear what they're doing six hours a day, they could be a rock star and do eight or nine hours of work in six hours. So make sure that you're, again, asking the question of what they're looking for as far as compensation benefits and most importantly, flexibility. Like more flexible we are, the more that you're going to get out of that person, guaranteed. So you need to have specific questions that you're asking for the position. If it's an advisor, the right fit advisor, I think in the hiring advantage, you guys have some really good questions, Gina. We do. Uh, but but if you do the assessments with Arch Narzik, the assessment will actually print out questions that are tailored for that pos- particular position. So, so you'll have that as a resource as well. One of the things that we now do in our third interview with any advisors that are coming on, and we just hired a new person on our leadership team is the third interview is they need to do a presentation about why they believe it's a right fit for for them to come onto our team on our core values and based on them doing their own research. So they have to look on our website and other places. And we got a great hire. She did a whole PowerPoint on why she wanted to be with the company, what, what our core, you know, talked about our core values and how that fit with her and her family. And so that's, that's another thing we've added to do to make sure it's so important. You guys, as we start to close a call that you make the right hire, I've had many people sitting in my office on straight commission and I don't know what they're doing and they just end up leaving someday because they're not making enough money. And, and I didn't have the guts back then to, to let them go and let them, because it's better for them to go someplace else. So anyway, it can be very, very successful if you're able to follow this, but you're going to have to do your research. Hiring advantage is where to start, I would say, and the right fit advisor 
we've got all the tools. So thank you for joining us today. I appreciate your comments, Greg, and thanks for all your input, Gina. Anyway, have a, have a great uh, weekend coming up. Thanks for joining us today. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.